Hello listeners, welcome to Rise to Spotlight, the platform for authors and artists where we assist with building web presence, publish books and create digital outreach. I'm your host Nidhi Batra with another episode of Rise to Spotlight Talks. My guest today, Carol Heaney, wears many hats. She's a mom, nona, wife, nurse, teacher and now an author and a publisher. Carol lives in upstate New York teaching nursing and supporting healing in people living with cancer. She's passionate about understanding and nurturing relationships. Now Carol has a healing presence of all that come in contact with her. With that, I am so pleased to welcome Carol to our show. Hey Carol, welcome. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. It's all our pleasure to have you and talk to us about the healing power that you bring. So Carol, before I start, as part of your profession, you support healing in people. So give us a little more insight as to what that means and what you actually do. Okay, um actually it's interesting my role in supporting those that are healing is pretty simple. We are born as healers every one of us. Um we don't become healers. We are always in the process of healing some aspect of becoming um and evolving in our lives because we're sort of born as as pure love, right? So um but mm-hmm. some folks are still catching up with who they truly are. So am I, of course, I always say that first. I'm committed to being a healing service to myself and then I can be a healing service to others. And so for me that that support often looks like listening with an open heart, listening from a place of love, in general just listening. But then I may be asked to advise on resources or guidance, etc. and that I can support as a coach. my background in healthcare as a clinical nurse specialist i've been in healthcare for over 40 some years as a as a nurse mm-hmm. in various settings and so healing for me started to shift in terms of what i define that as actually after after the loss of my husband um things changed for me and that holistic approach became a part of that shift for me in looking at healing as a journey that we're all on and that one can be especially in the case of cancer when I'm working with folks who have cancer or had cancer mm-hmm. I myself had cancer as well it is that that journey actually allows us to heal from something that we obviously didn't ask for but we use that experience to glean meaning from it and purpose in our lives i think clients that find me and come into my path are for a reason um very often because it's probably something i need to learn and i gain by what they offer me as what as well as them gaining by what i offer them it's never a one way process in 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 the coaching experience and so for me that it teaches me as well as allows me to share but it's always the client who's making the determination of where this fits in their healing journey i like how you said you know everybody is a healer 
And then when you as a coach work, how it's a two-way process, like you learn from them and when you're giving back to them, you're helping them in their journey. Yes. So I know with healing, there is a grief that needs to be healed, right? So grief and healing goes, in my point, they go hand in hand because there is some kind of grief that needs to be healed where you come and play your coaching part. So talking about grief, what are some misconceptions about grief in general? Or what is grief in general? Well, I see um, grief as a change, uh, any loss. And all changes are losses. And they may be losses we seek, but -hmm. they may be losses we don't seek. But that even though we might seek a change and there's a loss in the process of it. So, for example, I always like to use this. You know, we may be in uh, at point A, say we made a decision to move to a new place and we're um, leaving a place that we've been in. So point A is the place we're in. Point B is the new place where we'll be. Right. But between point A and point B is this space for creating some healing and meaning around what where you left brings you and where you're going will bring you. And mm-hmm. so that's that transformational piece. And so when we talk about loss, because it could be a job, a relationship, um, like I said, a, a place yeah. where you've lived, it doesn't have to be a death. But right, so right. many of these things we don't look at as loss. Because in many cases, we've made the choice to go there, whatever it might be. It's not a loss that's going to benefit my life. Yes. But there is something that you're going to be leaving behind. And then I didn't anticipate. So then you find yourself having certain reactions, feelings, emotions around it. And then suddenly you realize, you know what? I didn't give that its due. It needs my attention. And that's where the healing comes in. You know, very well said. So switching gears to your recently published children book, The Cardinal's Gift, a true story of finding hope in a grief. I want to know what inspired you to write that book because bringing that difficult topic for kids is not easy. So why did you want it to do that and what inspired you to do that? The inspiration came from my own personal story. That that story is based on a, a story that happened to me when I... Um, was 40 years old, actually. And I, um, my husband was 42 and he died um, with a, a serious illness. And, um, you know, we had two children in their early teens. We were sort of living life as we planned it. And then all of a sudden we weren't. And so that experience of the Cardinal actually happened to me. And I, I say this to people that the awakening was literal, out from under the covers, get out of bed, kind of literal, to very spiritual in in terms of awakening my perspective and shifting my paradigm around mm-hmm. healing and around the work that I did around all parts of my life. So that's the inspiration behind it. But I really wanted it to be communicated in the form of a children's book, because I think we, as adults, we seek all kinds of healing. Just go to the self-help section of any bookstore and you right. will be inundated with all the possibilities of how we can change who we are. However, children can start much earlier in identifying emotions that they're experiencing and 
ways in which they begin to integrate changes into their lives and it becomes part of them rather than you're, you know, you're later in life and you're trying to quote unquote, and I don't like this term, but fix it. And I don't mm-hmm. even like the term self-help because it's not help. It's evolving. It's becoming, it's all part of who we are. Right. So, um, that was my inspiration for the book. A good friend, uh, said to me, you need to write that and do a children's story. And of course I wasn't never considered myself, um, a writer and she was a writer. So it was a natural uh, connection for her. And I just put it away for years and years. And then I thought, all right, I'll write it down for my children because in 2008 I was diagnosed with cancer and I said, I got to get this on paper so that at least they'll know the, the, uh, the way I saw the story. Right. And then I had grandchildren and then sort mm-hmm. of like, like is, life is going by. Okay. What are you waiting for? And then the pandemic hit and sort of, this is a perfect time. It is. So. Yes. <laughs> and I've read the book. It's beautifully written. It's beautifully illustrated. And I think it's easy for kids to connect, you know, who are trying to get out of that grief. Thank oh. you so much for bringing this out and actually taking time to write it down. Oh, thank you. And actually for adults too, because I found that certain cultures and over the years, um, and especially when I was growing up, you just did not talk about yes. the, the grief part of, of a death. You did not express those emotions. You just kept moving on and continuing in whatever mode you were in and they get buried. And very often when we find situations that are happening that are tragic, tragic, um, you know, uh, school shootings. And when you read about uh, various crimes that have been committed deep down Mm -hmm. earlier in life, there is usually an often, I shouldn't say usually, there is often unresolved grief of a parent or a loved one that was very important that did not get the benefit of the uh, grief support that's available to us today. Yes, that's so true. And you said so right, because that grief still stays inside you and you mm-hmm. stop you stop expressing yourself. Yes, definitely. So for adults as well, because I, I, I worked in hospice for many years and I see it as a tool that can be used in support groups um, with kids and with adults. So I need to ask you how long it took, because you were just mentioning that the seed was planted for this book long back when you had your personal experiences. And finally, this book is out now. So how many years in making? Well, so as I said, 26 years ago is when I I had the experience. And so um, I think I started writing things down in 2009 and just putting them on in the computer so they were there in the event Mm -hmm. of something happening to me that, hey, make sure my children have this story available to them. And then I thought, (laughs) oh, wouldn't it be beautiful just to give this story just for my children, right? And so, but I um, finally engaged with an illustrator. Um, It would be a year ago, uh, December. So it would have been December 2020 and um, decided this needs to move in the Uh, next level uh, for me so that I can really make this happen. What am I waiting for? My, my answer to myself was, I am trying to make perfection the enemy of the good because I kept saying, just wait until, until this, until that. And so I said, enough, it's good enough. I'm so glad that you decided to get this out. And you know, it's interesting because the idea of hope as a message, right? The true story of finding hope 
in grief because hope can feel like a violation when we're in a loss, right? It, mm-hmm. How can you be hopeful? You've experienced a loss. But without hope, we wouldn't survive. We wouldn't survive, yes. And we all need that, especially in the pandemic era where we have seen so much losses around us. Mm-hmm. So I will switch gears and ask you a question for our artist. As you know, Rise to Spotlight is the platform for authors and artists. So what would be your advice to authors who aspire to write on difficult subject for kids? Mm. Well, and I see more and more books coming out about difficult subjects. And I'm so, uh, especially as a result of this children's author's uh, connection that mm-hmm. um, I've ma- been able to make. But I think the most important thing is to know your subject matter. Um, you need to research it with the professionals who do this all the time. Your personal experience is one thing, but and, and is important because that can be your inspiration. But it is biased, right? Because it's not the only way. I mean, when I met with grief counselors around um, the book in terms of giving, uh, making sure I was on the right track and I wasn't misleading, et cetera, et cetera. Because one of my worries was that I would, you know, mislead children or families or adults in some way. And um, the key was that you recognize it as your story, right? But that's Mm -hmm. my inspiration. But I made sure I talked to kids who had no experience with this and got their feedback. I made sure I talked to kids who had experience with it and got their feedback. Um, uh, They will let you know, kids especially, like Mm -hmm. just no, there's no, no problem with them saying, well, what about this? Or what about that? So they know how to let you know if you're on track and or, well, that really isn't the whole story. Um, But I think it's important to get that and use your, your inspiration, keep it alive throughout the story, but also be um, sensitive to the fact that it may look different for someone else and engage with that as well. Very nice, because I like how you said, keep your inspiration alive, but at the same time, make sure you have researched your topic very well, because it might be different for different audience. So your research is one thing and your inspiration is one thing. And if they are combined together beautifully, then I think they generate a beautiful kid's book, no matter how difficult that subject or topic might be. Now, talking about your book, Tell us, where can our audience find your book? Well, at the moment, it's um, available online on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, and I've, I've encouraged people to ask for it in their independent bookstores. My, my printed books are, and they will be available on my website eventually through me, um, because those printed books are somewhere on a cargo ship in the ocean and I'm (laughs) waiting for them to arrive. So in the meantime, of course, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, Walmart even. So, um, those places where we, we often see, um, children's book authors being printed on demand. Sure. Thank you for sharing that information. And Carol, thank you so much for sharing your story and experience with us. So before we leave, what would be your message to our audience? If someone who is stuck in their life, you know, looking for that hope, what would you like to tell them? I think it's very, it's, it's simple in that 
grief is a normal part of what happens, right? And what we see normally is that the symptoms that are acute in the very beginning begin to gradually fade over time, but the grief work is still happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's lingering for a long time, interfering with our normal functions, et cetera, that grief can become complicated. And I would say in either case, find someone that you can talk to, get support, get help, especially in complicated grief, um, because it can be a heightening of that state of mourning that keeps you from healing. So um, I'd, I'd encourage people to find, and I did put some resources on my webpage, healingpress.net for ways people can look for uh, support. And there's many books out there, but at the same time, sometimes it's sort of getting help with that next step of finding that little spark that will bring a little hope so that, you know, we can begin that process of healing. Thank you for sharing those resources. And Carol, thank you once again for being here and talking with us. And from Rise to Spotlight, we wish you Good luck for this new book. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And looking forward to the next one. I'm really excited about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. The journey just starts here. You know, there's a long way to go. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. I appreciate your recognition. Sure. Thank you. So listeners, before I leave, I just want to share a thought that I once read, which said that grief needs an outlet and creativity offers one. So I really hope that you find your own outlet and don't let it just sit inside you. Just express it out, bring it out. On that note, this is your host Nidhi signing off for today. To learn more about our platform, visit www.risetospotlight.com and do subscribe to our channel so that you do not miss any new episode. I will meet you again in my next podcast. Till then, goodbye and stay safe.